2: Since 9-11, the Tunnel of the Towers Foundation has been committed to supporting our nation's first responders and veterans, heroes who put their lives on the line for our communities and our country, heroes like U.S. Army Major Jonathan Turnbull.
0: He sustained devastating injuries at the hands of an ISIS suicide bomber, the complete loss of his left eye, a puncture to his right eye, and he needed more than 20 surgeries and countless hours of rehabilitation. Tunnel to Towers paid off his mortgage and gave Major Turnbull a specially adapted smart home designed for his needs. He moves around his home more easily now. His home also gives him hope.
2: With help from people like you, the foundation supports families like the Turnbulls. Join Tunnel to Towers in supporting America's heroes, our nation's severely injured veterans and first responders, homeless veterans, Gold Star families, and the families of fallen first responders.
0: Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at t2t.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Ninety-five cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs.
3: You cannot ignore what is being done with January 6th. First of all, a lie, if told often enough, takes on the patina of the truth. And a lot of our neighbors believe that January 6th was somehow an insurrection, an attempt to violently overthrow the government. None of that is true. None of it is true. You have to stand up to these things. You had to stand up to the Jussie Smollett hoax, because otherwise they'd tell you it was true. That's why Special Prosecutor Dan Webb deserves so much credit, because he doggedly pursued that case and proved that Jussie Smollett lied for a reason. There was a reason he lied. There was a reason he made it out. That it was Trump supporters. He would be, that there was a noose around his neck. He couldn't just say that some guys, I mean, let's be honest. It's two o'clock in the morning, downtown, ice cold Chicago. White guys are not assaulting a black guy at two o'clock in the morning in downtown Chicago. It's not happening. There's shootings going on, but that's not what's happening. But why did he alter that? that that description why did he create that scenario because it made him so much more sympathetic he wanted to stay on the tv show and he was about to be kicked off and so he set this whole thing up to make himself a sympathetic victim the rolling stone magazine story that they lost all the money when they were sued over what happened why did they claim it was white frat boys who raped this girl because that's toxic masculinity. It couldn't be a black guy. It couldn't be a Hispanic guy. It couldn't be a Pakistani guy, a Muslim kid. Had to be white, southern gentlemen. The Duke lacrosse story. Why did Nifong push that story? Oh, these white, rich kids from New York coming down to Duke, driving their BMWs and raping. That was a hoax. It was a hoax so Nifong could get reelected. This January 6th lie This insurrection, deadly violence, all this. In fact, Meet the Press over the weekend, last weekend, Meet the Press had an in-memoriam of 2021, those who died this year, and they had six police officers who died, they said, died in the Capitol insurrection. Well, that's not true. They weren't killed. They died of strokes and heart attacks, maybe because they were made to keep secrets. Who planted those pipe bombs? Will we ever know? Why doesn't anybody talk about it? Why isn't the January 6th committee investigating that? Look, I'm not a conspiracy guy. I'm not. And I've never been one for those. I think you lose your credibility when you chase conspiracies. But what happens when the conspiracy is true? Do you just ignore it because it's inconvenient? Let's go to Joe in Jacksonville, Florida. Joe, you're on the Clay and Buck Show. I'm Michael Berry, guest hosting. Go ahead, my man.
1: Well, Michael, uh, thank you for taking my call. Unfortunately, I never got to do this with the Honorable Rush Limbaugh, uh, but I think you're doing a fine job today from the great state of Texas. Thank you. Um, Okay, so I actually went up to D.C. on January 6th because my son was a first-time voter. And with that first-time voter, uh, I was retired uh, Navy at the time and had not started with my new company. So I was watching all these hearings on TV and stuff, and things just did not add up with the election. So we wanted to, as a first-time voter that he was, I wanted to show him the First Amendment process and really explain that uh, or, or make a demonstration that uh, nobody was looking into the election anomalies. And I've done various handouts, various uh, things here locally in the St. John's area, and everybody that I've ever stood on a street corner with said, you know, if you can answer all these questions, we accept the election, no problem. But our, our issue was nobody was looking into it. Now. What I saw there that day was a lot of peaceful people, and the crowd had to be closer to a million than tens of thousands or a hundred thousand. Uh, it was just. It was just absolutely crazy. But uh, I got robbed of my moment to really make a peaceful protest by whatever actors that came in. And when I say actors, I do not mean that they were acting. I'm not saying any of that conspiracy stuff. I'm just saying that whatever personnel were doing whatever actions, um, because on the west side of the Capitol, towards the White House, there was a bunch of people on the balconies, uh, so on and so forth. And there was, uh, you know, like smoke grenades. And as we were uh, walking down, I hear flashbangs and I was like, what the heck is going on? And it was a little bit chaotic. Now, some people in the crowd were (sighs) kind of trying to motivate some people on, Um, you know, I told my son, we're not doing any of that and we're staying back here. And other people were, uh, you know, I saw some people in the crowd earlier, you know, they had, like, tactical gloves on. They go, oh, were you prior service now? And I'm like, I thought it was just kind of odd the way some people were dressed. And looking at it, in hindsight, it seemed a little bit uh, weird to me. But uh, When you
3: say weird, do do you mean it didn't seem authentic or it didn't seem in keeping with a Tea Party-type protest? What do you mean by weird?
1: they seemed out of place okay um yeah, well connect happened. the dots
3: are, are you suggesting because in nick searcy's film he has footage of folks who show up who are not part of the, the 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 you know sort of trump crowd and they show up in their gear and then they change into trump attire in the bushes and they're angry that they're being filmed he has footage of the guy that is accused of being an fbi operative who's trying to get people to storm the gates he's there for those two days There's uh, John Earl Sullivan, who goes by Jaden X, who's a former BLM member. There are lots of Antifa folks who were there. Is that what you mean by weird? I I would say
1: out of place, and I don't know who their association was with. But you you don't don't trust
3: that they were authentic Trump supporters?
1: Affirmative. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I believe that because the authentic Trump supporters there, they were very uh, smiling. We took a walk around the, uh, you know, a lot of people went around and looked at the, the World War II Memorial, went down to the Lincoln Memorial, the Reflecting mm-hmm. Pond. I mean, D.C. is a wonderful place to visit if it's not fenced off. Um, you can see a lot of, of monuments. And my son had the opportunity to go see those things and people were polite and kind that were there just right. as I was. And when Your boy we boy's 18, how
3: act- old is he? You say he's a first time voter.
1: Uh, he's 20 now. Uh, okay. this was his, uh, first presidential. And, uh, and what did he, he is, think? Uh,
4: well,
1: he thought, you know, what the heck is going on? And I, I, I don't know. I, I think, um, he thought that certain actions couldn't be ignored, uh, but I said this is a a little bit. Some of it was a little bit out of control, and I said all those people up there that are hanging out and uh, up, up on the on the west side balcony of the Capitol, I said those people are are going to get arrested. That's just a bad move.
3: Right. Well, um, and I, but I'm I'm not sure who put them up to that. Let me say this, uh, Joe. Um, I, I think you're a great dad for taking your son at a moment like that to be a part of history. And I am sorry that some people besmirched that memory, but I think you'll look back in time and be glad you did it. Thank you for your service to this country. More of your calls coming up, 1-800-282-2882. I'm Michael Berry, and for Clay Travis and Buck Sexton.
2: Half their brains tied behind their backs, just to make it fair. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB
5: Network.
2: We value the heroes from our military, law enforcement, firefighters, emergency medical professionals, and other government service personnel. So does an American company whose entire mission is built around serving this deserving group, GovX.com. If you've served our country in one of these types of jobs, go to GovX.com and join the community today. It's easy and totally free.
0: GovX members get access to unbeatable discounts from thousands of trusted brands that honor your service. Brands like Oakley, Vortex Optics, Yeti, Under Armour, and many more. You'll also save big on sports tickets, entertainment, and travel. GovX.com is a one-stop shop for everything you need on or off duty. GovX donates a portion of every order to nonprofits that serve the
2: military and first responder communities. More than 8 million people are already saving every day through GovX.
0: Visit GovX.com and use code BUCK in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose.
2: GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community.
0: with over
2: 330 academic programs as of september 2023 gcu meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams the pursuit to serve others is yours let it flourish find your purpose at grand canyon university private christian affordable visit gcu.edu
3: i'm michael barry in for clay travis and buck sexton a big thanks to the entire team for letting us sit in the big chair this week. The phone number is 1-800-282-2882. January 6th will not be forgotten. The Democrats will use this this coming November. They will use it along with the lies that it was violence. You know, I want you to hear Joe Scarborough of Morning Joe. Now, this is an arrogant former congressman talking about what happened January 6th, and he's tired of people comparing the fact that for all of 2020, BLM and Antifa were burning down the businesses of small business owners. These are the people, many of whom the the Somali business owners in Minneapolis who live in the back or atop their, their small shop. They don't have insurance. Everything is in the inventory of their business, and BLM burning it down taking over the, the autonomous zone, they called it, in Portland, in Seattle, burning people out of their homes, out of their businesses, out of their shops. And I want you to hear how callous Joe Scarborough sounds, as if the Capitol is the Golden Dome, the Golden Temple, and and small business owners don't matter.
6: I know there are idiots on other cable news channels that will, will say, well... You know, this mom-and-pop store was vandalized during the summer riots, and that's just as bad as the United States Capitol being vandalized. No, no, actually, no, no, jackass, it's not. (laughs) The Capitol of the United States of America is the center of American democracy. And while I am a fierce believer in people's right to defend their private property, I'm not going to confuse a taco stand with the united states Capitol, i'm not going to confuse the selling of tacos with actually moving through a constitutional process that is laid out in the united states constitution
3: what an arrogant arrogant man steve in the capital of ohio columbus ohio you're up sir go ahead
7: thank you mr barry for this opportunity unlike uh, joe scarborough Uh, who was not there. Uh, My wife and I actually were there. And we were in town on business. And uh, so since we were in town business, we had a break. So we decided to go over to the rally, uh, which, by the way, the rally was extremely tight security. uh, Military personnel uh, and police officers, law enforcement, going through the crowd, no less than a half million people, at least. uh, And and the crowd would just open up, pat on the back, thank them for their service. Uh, Once the rally uh, let out, Everybody's kind of casually walked up the mall. There was singing. There was just a very casual walk. It was not, you know, people weren't perching. They weren't chanting. There was nothing. It was just a casual walk up the mall. In fact, some people were stopped. They were singing. We were working the way we got to the Capitol, and on our side of the Capitol, which was the mall side of the Capitol, of course, a giant crowd had amassed themselves there. My wife did get very upset because people had climbed up the steps and were getting on the scaffolding. And, of course, they were excited. They were waving flags. They were doing that. But, again, that's just upsetting her because she felt like, hey, this could send the wrong signal. There was very heavy law enforcement, two rows, in fact, across the top of the steps uh, there at the Capitol. And the law enforcement officers were very relaxed. I have photographs of a guy, an officer with his knee up, just talking to the people at the top row of those steps. So it was very casual. But then, so then the first state objected and said, hey, we're rejecting our slate of electors. And all of a sudden, the mood changed. About an hour later, the texts and the calls came pouring on both of our phones. People were like, are you okay? You've got to get out of there. Hurry, get out of there. Are you, know, are you seeing this? We're like, what are you talking about? It, it's, it's peaceful. What do you mean? Are we safe? Of course we're safe. We had no clue, and we got back to our hotel room that afternoon of what had act- what the rest of the world perceives January 6th as being. Steve
3: you were at the the Trump rally first, and then you walked to the Capitol? Yes, sir. And did you go inside the Capitol? I just want to be clear.
7: No, sir. Absolutely not. We were on no. the grounds, there was no fencing or anything, nothing that we had to pass or go through or anything to get to our vantage point. So we were right near the reflection, it's probably not called a reflection pool. I'm sorry, I don't know the name of the pool or the pond that's out on that side of the Mall of the Capitol, but we were off to the right of that.
3: So I've talked to a number of people who were in an area of the Capitol where the barricades were removed. And that's something that no one talks about. And these are people, including one that's rather old, that is not a storm the barricade guy. He might have been 60 years ago, but he's not a storm the barricade kind of guy. He can barely walk. And he said the barricade was opened, and we were encouraged to walk in, and he did. Now, I guess my question is, who opened those barricades? You know, we have footage. We we can we can track a lot of things with surveillance footage. You can't tell me that the Capitol didn't have surveillance footage of that and doesn't know who opened that barricade, and yet we never hear anything about that. So that's why I was curious. Well, course, yeah. It wasn't the case that you stormed the Capitol. It might have been opened up and you walked right in. Were you thinking, I'm not going to enter the Capitol because we're not supposed to, or was it just inaccessible?
7: Yeah, and from our, from our side of the building, there was nobody visibly entering the Capitol. So that wasn't even on the table. Nobody was even thinking that. And again, all we were really looking about, and the media, nobody talks about this as well. I wasn't there to see uh, to see the election flipped on that day. We weren't expecting the vice president to all of a sudden just flip the election. All that our understanding was from many top law, uh, you know, uh, experts in our country uh, was that if the, a second state objected. That there would be a 10 day period and the procedures would allow for a closer look at the vote. That's it. President Trump still might not have been reelected. So be it. At least we would have been able to rest as a nation in confidence that the, everything had gone according to the Constitution, everything had been played out. It wasn't this rushed. And, and, and that was the thing. What was so sad is that, of course, when we came back to the hotel, we saw a totally different thing. I mean, by five or six o'clock, the Capitol was empty other than law enforcement. But when we went back the next day, of course, they said all oh, the town was trashed and devastated. You couldn't have found a gun wrapper on a piece of grass at the White House or the Capitol by 11 a.m. But what you did see was a presence of concrete and fencing and wire fencing and military and law enforcement, a complete compound like you've never seen anywhere else.
3: Right, Steve, people like you are patriots, not insurrectionists. Thank you for your call. The first commanding officer of U.S. Navy SEAL Team 6, a Vietnam veteran, the rogue warrior he's known, a legend has passed. We'll talk to Marcus Luttrell about that man coming up. I'm Michael Berry, in for Clay Travis and Buck Sexton.
2: Listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network.
3: We are endeavoring, folks, to have Marcus Luttrell on the air with the passing of an absolute legend of a Navy SEAL. He seemed to me to be a good choice to comment on that. Marcus is like Jocko Willink and a few other guys. um, One of the people who, in the Navy SEAL community, a lot of those guys all tend to know each other. And he could put into perspective what the passing of this man, a Vietnam veteran, a founder of, uh, of SEAL Team 6, a founder of Red Cell, the rogue warrior Demo Dick, they called him, Richard Marchinko. Pretty impressive dude. If we get Marcus in just a moment... I will immediately put him on. You look at the news stories, headline after headline, uh, United Airlines f- canceled to uh, forced to cancel thousands of flights over the Christmas weekend because of staffing shortages. Other airlines forced to cancel flight after flight after flight because of staffing shortages. You know what the staffing shortage is? It's not people with COVID. It's people who refuse the vaccine mandate. So the airlines were given this mandate, and now they, you know, you don't just go grab a pilot. This isn't a waiter at a restaurant. This isn't just digging a ditch. It's a highly sophisticated skill. Go back and watch Sully land those folks on the Hudson and save those lives. I can't do it, and you can't either. And don't tell me I'm that you have your pilot's license because you can fly a little twin engine. I'm talking about these are big planes. There's very few people in the world that can do this. And we can't afford to lose them, just as we can't afford to lose our our Marines who we're being we're we're, we're watching being kicked out. You know how much it costs in actual dollars to train somebody to be a Marine? And for us to say, well, if you won't get this this jab, it's not even a vaccine. It's not even a vaccine. If you won't get this jab, then um, then we're going to kick you out. Do you know how much money we spend recruiting, television ads, NFL promotions, recruiters? You ever looked at the numbers of how many recruiters took their own lives when the when the Afghan war was in full swing? I think well I don't don't get me lying. I want to say it was one a week, but I could be wrong. Because you go into high schools and you take these these fair haired boys, these these young kids out of their neighborhoods, out of their high school, and you send them off and they end up dead, that is a tough burden for somebody to bear. And it's something that recruiters have had a lot of difficulty with. You're trying to convince somebody that has the world ahead of them to make the huge sacrifice to give up everything and go and serve our country in a wartime situation. And we get a, a young man that far along in the process, or woman, that far along in the process, and we kick him out? Over this, this jab, we're doing it to nurses, all the healthcare workers, who refused to get the jab, at least 13 states now face hospital worker shortages from people who refused to get the the vaccine, and now we're kicking them out, and now they're having to bring in the National Guard in New York over this. We have Marcus Luttrell on the line, lone survivor. My honor, sir, how are you? Brother, what's happening,
6: man? How are you? Merry Christmas. Marcus? Yeah, you got me?
3: Tell me who Richard Marchinko was. Put into perspective th- th- this man that I've read about.
6: All right. So, in in our community, imagine in every community, whether it's football, wrestling, a sporting event, there's always those. There's there's a handful of them in. There's a lot of great ones, but then there's a handful of them in them. When you even when the great ones say their name, you're like, oh yeah, yeah, I knew that dude. And um, when we were kids, because he was a Vietnam guy. So when the seals were enveloped from the UDT frogman into transitioning to full fledged Navy SEALs, that that middle integration part, they took the best of the best from all of those platforms, put them together, and created the kind of outline of what we're what we formed into today.
3: When you the, uh, go, ahead. go ahead, I'm sorry, Mike. Go ahead. When you wrote Lone Survivor, that was a win. That was the first window for a lot of folks into what exactly. The Navy SEALs are and what you go through. You told me one time that every every Navy Navy SEAL dies for a moment during training. I, I don't. I, I really didn't grasp what you go through. So there was a time for the Navy SEALs that this guy had to come up through the ranks. In fact, he signed up for the for the Marines, but he didn't have his diploma. They kick him out and he goes in into the Navy. The, this is one of the guys that is the reason we have a Navy SEALs. Right?
6: Yes, yeah, correct. That that that's absolutely correct. So, um, and, and you, you said that a uh, a great way when um, take titles and 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 kind of what you know about the Navy and the Navy SEAL teams and just look at him as an individual adventurer. I mean, what the United States has created in the Navy SEAL teams and what, what it's developed itself into is absolutely amazing especially looking at it from my perspective, being on the outside of it now, looking back in at the guys and what they're capable of. And talking about a – you want to see a perfect example of, like, actually holding on to a rag rag tag bunch of guys, like giving them a chance to do something of what they're actually good at and capable at and training at. Uh, It was that squad he ran into with. A lot of people are familiar with, um, like, Steel Team Six. Well, there was a group before that. He was on the, he developed that. And that's what actually turned into SEAL Team 6. And to back it up even further, you said that a lot of people are aware of of what I went through and that brought them into the SEAL teams or made them aware. It was the same thing. He did that for me. My father actually brought him to my attention, Rogue Warrior, when that sucker came out. Mm -hmm. I I remember reading that. And they were talking about having, you got to be able to bench 500 pounds, you got to carry your own weight and do this many pull ups. I couldn't even do one pull up. I remember that. And I, I was like, there's no way I could make it into that program. And I started training for it to, 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 see, to see if I could do that. And, uh, which eventually I did. It's unbelievable. But no matter how far down the rung you are, just remember that it always starts with one, one push up or one pull up. And he, uh, man, he, he got to do so many things throughout
7: his career
6: that, that, that opened up. All military-wide to our security platforms. I mean, that's basically what he did. He would go in and test our own security against ourselves and whip our own ass. And mm-hmm. I mean, how great is that job? Uh, when you uh, when he would come around, he would just drop that knowledge. Of course, he always he never talked to uh, straight up because we were new guys. If you're one class in the SEAL teams, if you're graduated one budge class under another guy, you're still weak. Budge was easier. Shut your mouth. You're a new guy. That kind of thing.
3: I got about forty-five seconds, Marcus. If you had met him, you'd seen him a week ago, and y'all are at a gathering—let's say a Navy SEAL gathering. How would you? How would you address him?
6: I call him sir. Is that what I'm talking about? But then I would also tell him, "Thank you for everything you did. Thank you for uh, creating the path that I was allowed to to walk through and be a part of, and for never giving up on yourself and for the teams and in, in the good times and in the bad, and showing America that it doesn't matter where you come from." Or, or what you think you're capable of this family can get you through anything and we've designed programs uh, in our own in our own community to allow that and um he was a pioneer and we're going to miss him and we'll celebrate him i mean um uh, you know until there's no more frogmen left
3: four bronze stars silver star vietnamese cross of gallantry 34 citations and medals the rogue warrior dick Marchinko, founder of seal team six was with Red Cell before that. In an era of soft men, I'm grateful for this one we've lost and for you, Marcus Luttrell. Thank you, brother. All right, bro. I'm Michael Berry. In for Clay Travis and Buck Sexton.
2: Clay and Buck, inspired by Rush, the next generation, because it's just too important on the EIB Network. We value the heroes from our military, law enforcement, firefighters, emergency medical professionals, and other government service personnel. So does an American company whose entire mission is built around serving this deserving group, GovX.com. If you've served our country in one of these types of jobs, go to GovX.com and join the community today. It's easy and totally
0: free. GovX members get access to unbeatable discounts from thousands of trusted brands that honor your service. Brands like Oakley, Vortex Optics, Yeti, Under Armour, and many more. You'll also save big on sports tickets, entertainment, and travel. GovX.com is a one-stop shop for everything you need on or off duty. GovX donates a portion of every order to
2: nonprofits that serve the military and first responder communities. More than 8 million people are already saving every day through GovX.
0: Visit GovX.com and use code BUCK in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights
2: Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu.
0: Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we
2: already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts?
0: You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two,
3: I'm Michael Berry in for Clay Travis and Buck Sexton all week honored to spend the time with you. If you missed our program on Friday, it was a tribute to the late great Rush Limbaugh on a day that meant so much to him. Christmas Eve, one of his favorite broadcasts, James Golden, Bo snurdly, joined us. We talked about why Mannheim steamroller was so important to L rush And we, um, we heard from you, a number of listeners, about what Rush meant to you and why you were grateful for his role in your life, your, your university experience, three hours in the middle of of every single day. That is on the podcast, the Clay and Buck podcast. Reminder, clayandbuck.com. I was talking earlier about everyday heroes, and I, that will be a theme through the course of the week. I'll be talking about some of them. Janice Dean... Uh, well, all sorts. The Canadian pastor, Artur Poflowski, who, who held uh, church despite the shutdowns. Chris um, uh, Sakocha, Shelley Luther, a salon owner in Texas who refused to be shut down. Rand Paul, who stood up to Fauci despite everybody telling him he was a nut. Andy Ngo in um, in Portland, the great work he's done as a journalist there. Elon Musk, lots of other folks. My friend Jesse Kelly. Uh, lots of folks who have bucked the system, some of whom became famous and some of whom lost their jobs, some of whom suffered as a result, and some of whom built an, a whole new, larger audience than ever. It is a time where truth tellers are few and far between. Be one in your own way, in your own space. Let's go to Kathy somewhere in California. That has a nice ring to it. <laughs> Kathy, somewhere in California. Don't tell us where. Leave leave the mystery. This is Theater of the Moon. Right,
4: Kathy, right. go ahead. Thank you. Hey, first I want to tell you thanks for the show on Rush. I cried all morning. It was it was fabulous. Uh, anyway, yes, I was there on on January sixth and um it was, we were so excited to be there. And even in the plane, we were all talking to people. And as we're getting off, one guy came up, and a Hispanic gentleman came up to say, I wish I could be there. Uh, he was, and he, he gave us his U.S. Marshal pin. He was a U.S. Marshal. He said he so wanted to be there today, but he couldn't go. So I thought that was pretty impressive. Um, but anyway, yeah, there was a, a million people there that morning. It, um, we had to be there at 6 in the morning, and it was freezing. I had three pair of pants on. I was still cold, so it wasn't sort the weak of heart, you know. And um, uh, and so then we marched. To the, we heard great speakers, wonderful speakers. And then we, you know, slowly marched to the Capitol. Everybody's taking pictures and things, and it was pretty low-key. And um, And so we did get to the... The part where we did see the people on the ramparts and, you know, up on, on and everything. But we just kind of stayed and watched. We stood back and watched. And um, so we were just shocked when we got back to hear the news to hear what had happened. It was just totally not what we had seen. Right. And, Kathy, um, did,
3: were you close enough to the president that you could hear his speech at the rally?
4: You know, I was way back. Uh, we thought we were going to be close because we got up so early but we were—we could hear everything. Oh, they had great—they had great screens, and yeah. uh, we could hear everything. It—it it was wonderful. It, people were so jazzed. It was just really exciting.
3: I have—I um, have gone back and listened to that entire speech. And Nick Searcy in his movie Capital Punishment, the movie you can watch it. It's ten bucks. Please do it, everyone, and and show it to young people. Show it to neighbors. Show it to friends. Show it to skeptics. He points out in there. That the way that that when when President Trump's speech was shown later, they they clipped out, they edited out uh, a part of the speech, and they they wove it together and made it seem like it it that the president was calling for violence, for force. And then you see the actual clip where what's said in between is clearly the opposite of that. And it reminds me of when George Zimmerman, uh, uh and trayvon Martin had their altercation and there was there was video of George Zimmerman's uh, head busted open and NBC uh, doctored that footage so that it looked like his head hadn't been busted open well if you're in fear for your life because your head is split open your brains are coming out then that that makes it a much stronger self-defense but the fact that NBC would alter, that footage is very disturbing. You look at the Nick Sandman case where they're all going to have to pay him so many millions of dollars for what they did to that young man from Kentucky when he came to the Capitol. So I was just curious if when you heard the president's speech, whether you're a fan or whether you're a super fan or just a fan or an onlooker, did you in any sense get the idea that the president was calling for violence to march the 45 minutes to the Capitol and do anything other than then continue to vote and be a good civic steward?
4: definitely just um just you know we were just there to support him and that was that was all um i did i did want to mention that we did have a friend that was is disabled and i didn't know he was there but he um was at those the back stairs and people kept taking him up up the stairs up the stairs up the stairs so finally he ended up kind of on the top and he is a photographer so he had all the, a lot of the film you saw in the news later was his film. But so that day after things started to happen, they stole his, the, they took his camera and he, where he lives in central California, they came to his house about, I'm not sure how late, how much later, I think it was about two weeks. And they took his phone, they took everything, all of his camera equipment and he, and it was the FBI and uh, he hasn't gotten anything back yet. Uh, but he said, Hey, I'm disabled. What if I fall out of my chair? You better at least leave me at my phone, you know. But they, they took everything. But anyway, he hasn't got anything back yet. I just wanted to let you know that. So I'm so glad that this guy's making this movie.
3: Yes, me too. Thank you for your call. We're almost out of time. Folks, if you don't think the FBI could send in informants and operatives to swing this thing in their direction, I encourage you to read the Tuskegee study. Uh, this the tuskegee syphilis study it happened in alabama where for 40 years up until 1972 joe biden was in the senate and this study was still going on they were injecting black southerners with syphilis to study it they were telling them it was a vaccine it was syphilis i'm telling you there are horrible things that have been done in this country sometimes even by the government and i'm no conspiracy theorist but i'm also not blind or deaf i'm 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 willing to see what has happened. I'll be with you all week. I'm looking forward to the experience. You can reach me at michaelberryshow.com with show ideas or comments. I'm Michael Berry, in for Clay Travis and Buck Sexton all week.
2: You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network.
0: Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Born on America's darkest day of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes ever since. When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays the mortgage on the family home to lift the financial burden.
2: For severely injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling... Severely injured heroes to move around their homes more independently. Through the Foundation's Homeless Veteran Program, Tunnel the Towers is providing housing and services to homeless veterans. More than 3,300 were helped last year alone. Because all veterans who honorably served, whether in peacetime or war, deserve our nation's gratitude.
0: People who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities need your help now more than ever. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of this country's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you.
2: Use code CLAY in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve.